Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die When all the birds are singing Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet And welcome to the podcast I love the graps Ah, yeah It is currently 11.51pm Before midnight Ooh. How special, what a special treat Yeah Um... Welcome to Love the Graps. This is a podcast where we go to a wrestling show, come home, and then talk about said wrestling show. And we've done just that this evening. We have. Um, we have just got back from Coventry. Yes, fairly local. Yeah. Yeah, across the county line. Just a short drive into Warwickshire. Yeah, Warwickshire. Yeah, um, and, uh, and into historic Coventry. Uh, we weren't in historic Coventry. Well, it is historic Coventry. There's only Coventry two... is historic. No, Coventry. there's just two bits of historic Coventry: yeah. the cathedral that got knocked down by a bomb, yeah, and the Lunt. Also, there's Lady Godiva statue. Yeah, it's naked, isn't it? Have you seen? Have you seen the clock? I can't. I don't think so. There's um, there's a little clock, right? And on the hour, Lady Godiva rides round and peeping tom comes out another look who's peeping tom peeping tom's the guy who because when lady godiva rode through the streets because oh. she was naked everyone was told not to look at her right and peeping tom was this one guy who had a sneaky look okay yeah cool, cool. you need to spend more time in coventry mate you'd know this i don't Although I had a nice enough time. We went to Coventry for a reason. Um, we went to Coventry to a Kamikaze Pro. Yep. Uh, what was the name of the show? Underground 4. Underground 4. Now, mm. we've missed a couple of the previous iterations of Underground. Yeah. But it didn't matter. We were able to catch up with the plot pretty <laughs> quickly. Um, didn't leave us uh, wanting. Well, some of the characters had disappeared. Yeah, and there's new people who we're not sure... What their motivations are. No. What's their backstory? Yeah. I hope we get to find out in future episodes. Well, I'm going to try and pick up the novelization of Undergrounds 2 and 3. Yeah. Um, and try and find out. Um, it'll be like those old novelizations. It'll have some uh, stills yes. in the show yeah, yeah. in colour in the middle. Do you know, like, people read, like, the novelizations of, like, Star Wars films now because they're written from the script script from the production script and not from the final film yeah so they read them and then they get little ooh, little tip, extra tidbits that didn't make it into the film oh it's like you you fucking nerd see back in the day we used to read novelizations of films because the novelization of the film would come out months before the film because it would come out when it, the film came out in america yeah and we didn't get it for about six months well see i'm not as old as you but i still remember uh, just want to point that out everyone <laughs> just want to make it clear i'm not as old as alan but even you know as a kid i remember having like the jurassic park novelization because yeah you could see it the, you could see it at the cinema no uh, yes yeah, so there, there's an interesting <laughs> point now i've still got a copy of this so there's jurassic park the book by michael Crichton, yeah. and then there's the novelization of the film jurassic park which if you've actually read the book and seen the film they're, they're quite different stories um yeah. but 
the, my point was is that you saw it at the cinema, but then you didn't get to see it again for like two years no, until I guess. it arrived on video. Yeah. Uh, so you, you could read the book and yeah. relive it all over again. I wonder about all those days at Jurassic Park where nothing went wrong. What are you talking about? It never opened. Um, imagine it did. And just yeah, but it didn't open. There were times when people went the and, whole, and had a great time. No, but the whole point about Jurassic Park is that they go there. Chris, guess what? Yeah. I've never seen Jurassic Park. Oh, my God. If you had finished Jurassic Park the musical, then I wouldn't need to see the film. That's another story altogether. Yeah. Anyway, Kamikaze Pro. I can't believe you haven't seen Jurassic Park. This podcast's over. I can't. Who are you? What are you? I, How have you got to this position in life? I hosted a Harry Potter party yesterday, and I have not read a single Harry Potter book or seen much of the Harry Potter films beyond so a few bits of the first one. A Harry Potter party is a sex thing. <laughs> it's not a sex thing. <laughs> it really isn't. That's inappropriate. Oh. Although there was that one joke. No, we won't tell that joke. Do you want to come to my Harry Potter party? <laughs> Throw your wand in the bowl. Yeah, look. <laughs> the sorting, the sorting I'm hat's going to pair us I'm up. I'm a Gryffindor in the streets, but a Slytherin in the sheets. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Me, neither. Me neither. I I did the thing though. Um, online you can find out what house you're in. Yeah. Fucking Hufflepuff. Yeah, you are well Hufflepuff, mate. <laughs> you're hundred percent. I don't even know what it is, but I'm sure it's bad. Yeah, it's not good. No. Okay, so Kamikaze Pro. Yeah. <laughs> so it was at the Empire in Coventry, mm, which is a nightclub. It's a nightclub music venue. Yeah, and I think as it was a music um, venue first and foremost, but yeah. also, you know, in in the way that music venues have gone over the past 15 years, they have to do a lot of their business as nightclubs yeah, as well. Yeah, as we were leaving, the the clientele of the nightclub were kind of impatiently waiting to come in. Take takes me back to the fiction warehouse. Yeah. Um Friday nights, you go to a wrestling show and then there's loads of people looking at you confused because they're yeah. coming to do a little dance. Yeah. A little bit of, da- little bit of a dance. Yes. Um, yeah, so Kamikaze Pro, you, you've been once. Yep. Last time I went to Coventry, yep. which was like two years ago Almost now. two years ago, yeah. Um, and I've been to Kamikaze a few times in Birmingham. Um, which are quite they're, they're quite different shows to what we got today and what we got previously yeah. in Coventry because they're they're sort of working men's club shows, yeah. often with former WWE um, wrestlers. Uh, I, I think the last one I went to had Too Cool. Oh, um, I got to see the worm. Oh, yeah. Um, I might dig that out. I might dig see if I can find that video and post it on Facebook. <laughs> um. Uh, but um, but tonight's show was a bit more grown up. Yeah, it's kind of edgy. Yeah. No seating. No, it was all standing. Yeah, because grown ups stand. Yeah, I mean not. I mean I'm. I think yeah. If you're at a certain point in your grown upness. Yeah. But once you get past thirty, you want to have a sit down. Yeah, we've talked about this before. My knees hurt. Yeah. You know, but it's my feet. I'm shuffling around all the time. Well, on a sticky floor. Yeah, on a sticky, sticky floor. Yeah. Um. So yeah, underground four. And um, we were advertised. The thing that really kind of... Well, I mean, the the thing that kind of drew us in was uh, it was advertised Pete Dunne versus Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. It's the main event. Um, we, I mean, we wanted to try different things, but that kind of really piqued our curiosity. It is kind of local. Pete Dunne, though, was pulled um, for uh, Ameri- WWE. American commitments. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's big time now. Yeah. 
Um, so we didn't get that. But um, on the whole, I felt I really, 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 really got my money's worth. Yeah. Yeah, there were three or four really good matches. Mm. Um, and it was cheap. Yeah. It's like 12 quid. Yeah. Um, and it looked like the venue kind of presents itself well. I mean, yeah. as I say, it's all, all standing, but, you know, it's uh, it's dark. It's kind of what appeals in Brit Rest. Yeah, these kind days. of rock lighting yeah, as well. Yeah, good, good sound system. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, w- I would probably recommend going to see a show there if you yeah. can. Their next show um, is going to be Clint Margera versus Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, I think that was in April, wasn't it? Yeah, that's next show at the Empire. They're doing a death match. Yeah. Clint Margera is their champion. Yeah. So, well, we'll talk about that a little yeah. bit later on. Um, should we get into yeah, uh, yeah, our thing? Yeah, we've been thing? doing this for a few minutes now. We'll yeah. do the thing that we do that is the, it's the hallmark of this podcast. It's a yeah. format that we've pioneered and it's <laughs> taking Brit Rest by storm. Um, love the graps. So we come up with a few things that we loved and not my graps, a few things that we maybe didn't love yeah. quite as much. All personal to us. You, yeah, yeah. Your mileage may vary. Yeah. And um, qu- sometimes it's quite sort of uh, ephemeral. It's not necessarily this was a great match. Here are three great matches. Here are yeah. three not great matches. Yeah. It's um, often nonsense yeah. um, quite often yeah it's just nonsense that we're, yeah. we're we're rambling on about um let's go to love the graps then number hashtag love the graps number one ltg number one number one um we talked on our podcast from fight club pro the other week uh about omari yeah um and we were a little bit disappointed with omari yeah um and particularly his progression Omari Ortiz, you're talking about. Yeah, Omari Ortiz. Yeah. Um, Omari on that night faced Keith Lee. And we didn't yeah. really talk much about Keith Lee. No. Um, because we were too busy putting the boot into Omari. I'm <laughs> sorry, Omari. Um, we I mean think, it from the I best place. I think we were very fair. Yeah, we mean it from the best place. Um, Keith Lee was there again tonight. Um, he was against Kay Jutler. Um, which, let's get this out of the way. Yeah, minor, minor uh, addendum, not my grabs. Yeah. Kay Jutler is not a name. Kay Jutler. Um, when I was growing up, my aunt had two next door neighbours, uh, both called Kay. Yeah. One over each fence. Both women. Yeah. Kay is a girl's I name. I mean, that the, that doesn't bother me so much. The surname Jutler does not <laughs> exist in, 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 in the wild. I mean, there I, is I, a famous sportsman called Jay Cutler. Yeah. I wonder if he's just spoonerised that. I think that's exactly what's happened. But Kay Jutler is... Uh, that kind of shit might wash in Swindon, but they ain't working in Coventry, yeah. my friend. Um, but Kay Jutler, the wrestler, absolutely fine. You know? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but he faced Keith Lee. And um, hopefully all of you listening to this have seen Keith Lee at some point. Um, we had uh, someone with us tonight who'd never seen Keith Lee before. And I think she was a bit blown away by him. Um, and how can you not be? He is amazing. Well, I've said it a bunch of times. We have spoken about him on the podcast before, but he's the coolest man on the planet. Yes. First and foremost. Yes. Let's get that out of the way. And we found out tonight, he's yeah. single. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Because I'm not going to make any well, assumptions. Well, I, I thought, ooh, I might have a chance. I mean, I'm a, I'm a heterosexual man, but, you know, I would maybe make an exception for for um, Keith Lee. Decided he was too needy. He yeah. asking for people to bask in his gl- glory all well, the time. Well, I mean, he doesn't... Uh, well, he politely requests. Yeah, he politely requests. Or he invites but, you. Yeah, he, he he invites you, but he does it a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. 
It's like, oh, I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you. I don't no, know I'm inviting any... you. No, I am inviting you. Well, I don't know it's if there like, are any mate, consequences. Like, I can't, like, I don't want to receive the same invitation half a dozen times. Also, mate, he's limitless. <sighs> <laughs> I haven't got the energy. Um, but he was great tonight. Uh, really, really good. He is an absolute star. And on the one hand, I can't believe he's not in new japan or wwe and is just massive everywhere but on the other hand i'm really glad he's not well let's talk about what we saw tonight because we've seen him we've been lucky enough to see him a bunch of times over the past year i remember around wrestlemania time last year he hadn't been over and we watched him a lot on the streaming services and just you know uh, excited at the thought that he may come over here mm-hmm. and then he did he started coming over quite regularly and we've seen him do a lot of different stuff and we've seen him have matches we, we had, saw him against Daisuke Sakamoto yep. in you know one of the most ridiculous powerful you know pa- like power matches um, of last year we saw a great match with him against Omari in Fight Club Pro last year um, where he kind of played big man to Omari's underdog. Yeah, we saw um, him team with Yuji Nagata. Yeah, yeah, we did, yeah. Um, and tonight, we basically saw him do a comedy match. Yeah. The the match was, was built around uh, Kay, Kay Jutler. <laughs> I nearly said Jay Cutler. Kay Jutler um, trying to do stuff to Keith Lee, but Keith Lee being so massive, yeah. he couldn't do it. But... And one of our friends made this point that Keith Lee is not afraid to sell, but he makes you work for it. So Kay Jutler did eventually get something in, yeah. but he made him really work for it. But in the, the time leading up to that, it was the Keith Lee show. Yeah, it was Keith Lee throwing around a man. Yes. And playing to the audience. Yes. Um, and, and kind of toying with this with this fella. Um, and it was it was a comedy match. Yeah. And it was a good comedy match. Yeah. Um, and I think I think that's to his credit because I I can't imagine that he gets to do lo- loads of that sort of stuff in the US, like not in the big indies anyway. No. Um, and maybe that's kind of the gift of being able to see him for somebody like Kamikaze because if he's coming over here and, and, and doing Progress or doing Fight Club Pro or whatever, they're generally going to put him in against the big name... Yeah, it's going to be you a know, serious strong match. Strong style, guys. Yeah. Um, and you're going to get a big, strong style match where there's lots of people getting chucked around, but they're, they're kind of focused on beating each other up. Yeah, I mean, it's also nice as well to see him in a venue like this because, I mean, it's it's not a small venue, but it's not a huge venue. I think they said there were, there were just over 300 people there tonight. So it can feel intimate. He can have a little joke with particular members of the audience. Um, and everybody can still be in on that. Yeah, um, yeah. There was one particular woman who was booing him loads. Um, I think there was at one point she she was like, "Keith Lee, you suck," and he said, "But I'm winning." <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it was it was that where he wiped his sweat and threw it on her. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Yeah, well done. So, so yeah, I mean, we don't know when we'll get to see Keith Lee again. So I thought I'd really want to put in just no. and, and continue our ongoing love affair. Um, with Limitless Keith Lee. Yeah. I like Keith Lee a lot. Yeah. Well, let's talk about somebody else. Let's, let's single out another individual for praise. Yeah, someone that we've never 
spoken about really no. on, on the podcast. I don't uh, think we've I don't think we've covered a show with him on. Um, in the past. I don't know if he was on the WCPW show. I don't we did remember. Last year. I don't remember. He was me. working for them around that time, yeah, but, but I, I don't, I don't think know he was if on he was. Um, and I saw him last year for Southside, but you weren't there. No. Um, and it's Gabriel Kidd. Yeah. Um, youngster, up and coming, Nottingham. Nottingham, yeah. Sticks. Yeah, he's a yeah, Sticks. Yeah, he's a Sticks, sticks, sticks kid, guy, is he? Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was really good tonight. Yeah. And it's it was May last year that I saw him. So we're talking uh, nine months. The improvement in that nine months from the, the two matches that I saw him have then um, is really clear. Uh, and that's, you know, he's young, so he's going to improve in, in yeah. kind of leaps and bounds. But tonight, there was... Almost a complete performance from him. Yeah. So he faced El Fantasmo tonight. Yeah. Um, who has, has been, you know, he's kind of, he's impressed us. We've spoken yeah. about him before. Love El Fantasmo. Um, and he was great as well tonight. But I think, I think Gabriel Kidd's doing something kind of interesting that, that, that not loads of people are doing in the UK right now. Because th- there's lots of people who want to be, like the most indie of indie wrestlers. Yeah. There's lots of people in kick pads kicking each other. There's lots of people doing some flips. There's lots of people doing cool moves and, and things like that. Um, but he he's chosen a different sort of path, and that's the path of big burly fella who is just he, he's gonna kind of clobber you. And yeah. I know not not in a, not in a sort of strong not 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 in a like. Not in the kind of vein of British strong style, and we'll get on to onto that in a little while. Um, but kind of like an old school, yeah. Sort of, um, it's kind of there's a, there's a lot of the old school British heavyweights in there, um, and there's also a, a kind of a, a taste of your Stan Hansen, um, that kind of thing, because he's he's relatively big. Yeah. Uh, for a British wrestler, at least, um, he's got a bit of size to him. It's and it's um, it's size. And I, I'm trying to put this in a in a way that's not going to sound bad because I don't mean it bad. But he's not. There's there's not a lot of definition there. Um, but you can tell that it is kind of mass. It's not fat. Succulent mass. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like he's got a wrestler's body. Yeah. Um, but a wrestler's body from. 35 well, he's years got, ago. He's got what looks like a strong body, like yeah. rather than, you know, a uh, toned body. Yeah, and, and it's the kind of body that a Japanese heavyweight might have rather than a, an American or, I think or British in America, heavyweight. In, in the US, sometimes they call it country strong. Right, yeah. Um, you know, where you're, you're just strong. You're not, you're not um, a bodybuilder. Yeah. You're just a strong person. Yeah. Um and yeah, he's got that sort of old school um air about him and that's what he's going for. Yeah. He's got big pants on. They are massive pants. He's got the old big wrestler pants on. Yeah. I think he got them off Big Demo when Big Demo left for America. Yeah, he left them to him in, yeah. in his will. <laughs> in, his, in his living will. Yeah. That's a thing, isn't it? I don't know. Um but yeah, it's it's nice and it, it was kind of a weird match uh, in a way because El Fantasma I think was surprised supposed to be the heel and Gabriel Kidd was supposed to be the baby face but they kind of switched around because people like El Fantasmo a lot I mean maybe they were giving Gabriel Kidd some grief for being from Nottingham and one particular guy was really giving him some grief and kind of he 
kind of bit back at that guy and the crowd liked that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know whether that is what was going on, but yeah. yeah. Um, so whenever I've seen him before, he's been like an out-and-out out sort of golden boy. Well, I think that's I think that's part of it. He's he's very young, but like yeah, he's been the, the he's been a de facto baby face because he's had such a baby face. Yeah, um, and he's still he's still not a grown up quite yet. In in terms of he's not looking like um, I mean he doesn't look like Trent Seven. Do you know what I mean <laughs> like he, he doesn't look like a man who could could conceivably have of tried to hunt down Moby Dick uh, years and years <laughs> that's ago. Um, but, I mean, no, that's Trent Seven's look. He's cultivated. Right, that. yeah. Um, but he doesn't, you know, he's try, he looks like he's trying to get away from the pure, you know, milk-drinking baby face yeah. of, of your... Yeah. And he's another one to add to the list of, of people I'd quite like to see again. Yeah. Um, in in different places to see how he he kind of changes it up. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it'd be nice to think he'd, he'd get a look in at like at progress down the line. Rev well, down they're the doing line. the midweek shows where it, it like it's just everyone in it. Yeah. They're just giving everyone Sid a go. Scala. Yeah, um, uh, the business. Yeah, he's not savvy anymore. Yeah, I've not seen that before. So no. it's interesting. That'd be interesting. Um, from people, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about a match. Featuring people. Are there it people did have in people in yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the main event, as we kind of alluded to, um, was originally scheduled to be Pete Dunne against Zack Sabre Jr. Pete Dunne's got his commitments. He's got. He's not there. He yeah. can't. Can't. Can't make it. He just can't make it. No. So um, his British Strong Style cohort, um, Trent Seven. Yeah. Um, stepped in. Um, I like the. I like the way that they they're doing each other's bookings and stuff. Like, do you remember? Um, Travis Banks was supposed to go to Australia to to do a tournament in Australia, and he couldn't go, so Trent went in his place. Oh right, yeah. Um, and then Trav replaced Trent at IPW, and it's like Pete can't make this, so Trent's replacing him. And it's I kind of like that. It's like, you know, you can't have the uh, the Wolverhampton Fight Club Pro guy you wanted, but is as good a replacement. Right. Okay. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so we had Zack Sabre Junior against Trent Seven. Mm. Um, which on paper is going to be a very good match. Yeah. A match where they they chop each other lots. Yep. Um, maybe you'll see some suplexes, maybe some pile drivers, um, maybe some twisty, twisty holds. Um, and what did we get? Got all of that. Yeah, got all of that. I enjoyed it particularly because we don't get to see too much of Trent Seven in straight singles matches anymore. Yeah. We see a lot of him in trios matches. Yeah. With the whole British Strong Style thing. We see uh, Mustache Mountain um, a fair bit. We don't tend to see Trent on his own. Yeah. Um, maybe because we don't really go to progress much anymore. I don't know if, if he does many um, singles matches in progress. I know there's one coming up, I think. Um, but it's been a while since we've seen that Trent Seven really kind of going for it in in the British strong style as the style way. Yeah, and and uh, you know along those same sort of lines, it, we don't often get to see Trent Seven not mugging it up and yeah. being comedy Trent Seven. No, tonight we got Trent Seven the fighter. Yeah, 
Um, we got Trent Seven, who was coming up against the best technical wrestler in the world and had to find a way to try and beat him. And it wasn't, you know, laughing and joking with the audience. No. Nope. It wasn't coming out and doing his skits like he does at the beginning of Fight Club Pro. No, there was no spitting um, water, no pole dry, no pedigrees. No. Um, it was straight up, you know, two guys fighting each other. Yeah. And, and you know, it started off quite friendly um, and, and ended less friendly. Yeah. And a joy to watch. Yeah. Really, just you know, just a really good match. There was lots of chops, lots of pile drivers. Yeah. Um, Three pile drivers, I think, at, finished at the it finish, in the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I think, I don't know how good Kamikaze are at getting their video on the internet, but if this match finds its way onto the internet, I'd give it a watch. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we could transition from that into Not My Braps. Yeah, go on then. Hashtag do you, not do my a braps. transition. Because that was the main event. Um, but I personally feel, and I know you don't feel the same way, Chris, so we can have well, a bit of a debate maybe about Maybe you could let me talk for myself. Yeah. Um, I personally feel that it maybe shouldn't have been the main event. That actually the show opener should have been the main event. Right. So the show opener was uh, Clint Margera and the uh, team of star talent. Clint Margera is the Kamikaze Pro champion. Yeah. Star talent are the tag team champions. That's Jack Stars and um, talented Chris Tyler. Yep. Against the bigger picture, which was a stable of Damien Dunn, here being number one Damien Dunn, which is nice to see. Um, Marshall X and Robbie X. Yep. Well, I don't know why it wasn't Damien X. It should be Damien X. Well, it's not his name. Well, it's then That's their names. It's not his name. Right. His name's not Damien X. Are they brothers? No. Cousins. No. Cousins. Yeah. Um, so they had a match where um, all the titles were on the line. Yeah. Um, and if um, Clint Margera made it through, then he would, um, at the end of the show, become the longest ever reigning well, kamikaze champion. Well, not necessarily champion. the end of the but show, before but the next I, I show. think, but yeah, basically. Yeah, um, and show. he would beat Robbie X's record to get that. So it's quite a, an, a big, important match. Um, and it ended with, with a big angle. In the Marshall X um, was the person on his team who took the pin. Um, he was beaten uh, by Clint Margera, which meant his team lost. They lost their chance at winning all three ti- all three title belts. Um, and then Damien Dunn and Robbie X turned on him and kicked him out of the bigger picture. Um, so it's quite a big angle for for anyone who's, who follows Kamikaze regularly. The bigger picture have been kind of the main heel stable for the past couple of years. Um, and I just felt that whether it was that they felt that they couldn't follow Trent and Zach, um, which, as we, we've just said, it was a great match. But it was n- particularly not my graps um, that you should protect your own title and protect your own angles and perhaps have a bit of faith in your audience. And I think that should have gone on last. Whilst I agree in theory... And we've spoken about it before, and and I have definitely come down on that side of things. I agree in theory your title, your top title, should go on last. I don't think that's how Kamikaze set up. Mm. Um, and and there are a few promotions that are set up in this way where you've you you are really building your show around the big imports, and that's kind of what you do. That's 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 your selling point. 
So sometimes you're going to get these shows where basically the their titles are undercard matches. Like that's just it's an undercard attraction to keep anything that isn't the imports interesting. Now see I I would say that the imports are there to get people through the door, but what happens once they're through the door um should really focus on that your everyday business um you would should look at using the likes of keith lee of zach saber jr of trent seven who made his debut tonight yeah um as bringing people in and then turning them into kamikaze fans once you yeah. got them through the door and i if they're anything like me it would be the storylines that will be as as likely to bring them back as as the big names. Well, I mean, I would say that ninety five percent of fans aren't like you. Also, that, that well, sad, so, isn't it? It's or, sad. No, it's. I mean, it's probably for the best. Um, also, this is Coventry. It's kind of a secondary mm. market for them. So, I think maybe fifty fifty. The fans that are there are there to watch the names. They probably bought tickets to see Pete Dunn. He's not there. Um, they bought tickets to see Zack Sabre Jr. They bought tickets to see Keith Lee or Trent Seven, and then everything else is just kind of it's kind of a side salad to those main courses. And I, I, as I say, I get I, I get your point. And if I'm at um, if I'm at Fight Club Pro or I'm at you know Attack or I'm at some you know something else, I might go well. Why isn't your title your main event? But mm. that's because I would be confident that the people holding those titles would be a. This sounds a bit harsh, but would be capable of having matches at a quality above and beyond what the main events are, or at least yeah. at least comparable. With all due respect to the guys in that six man tag, that six man tag was not. I mean, like the the quality of what they did was not on on well, a p- par with with um with that, and 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 frankly, like there there are a couple of guys in there that are not they're not at that level. They're not. No, but I would say that um, you know, I'm a big proponent of starting a show with a multi man match. Um, I think you can also use a multi man match to follow something like Trent and Zach. And I think there was enough going yeah, but, on in that yeah, match, but, and people cared enough about Clint Margera particularly um, that it would have carried it. And people definitely hated mm. the um, the bad guys. I don't know. I think it's also worth pointing out that this match wasn't advertised as titles on no, the line. No, that was something that they added at the last minute and kind of didn't really add anything to the match. No, like you, uh, we kind of shook our heads a little bit at the start of the match because they they came out and they said they're going to make it a bit more interesting and both the kamikaze title and the tag titles are on the line but there was no explanation as to how they would change hands yeah who, who would was get winning what? what yeah because you you bait you put in two sets of titles on the line in a match against three people who's the champions coming out of that yeah it wasn't so, stated, so. if if it was a straight up title match, maybe I would agree with you, but not this match. Yeah. Well, it just rankled for me. Well, you're wrong. Um, we'll move on to another not my grabs then, <clears throat> and 
we'll talk we're gonna we've got a couple more and we'll try and keep it quite brief on both and not not dwell on them too much um there was another match on the card tonight that kind of didn't quite go according to plan no um there was a there was a three-way women's match between lady chardonnay something or other because <laughs> uh, she was used to just be Chardonnay, it's, and now it's Lady Chardonnay Darcy. Okay, right. Uh, Lana Austin and Nina Samuels, mm. um, who each of whom I've seen ha- have have some good matches, mm-hmm. um, and they were put in a position tonight um, after the really good El Fantasmo Gabriel Kid match. Yep, um, before. Zack Sabre Jr. against Trent They were in the death spot. Yeah. Um, And they were doing a three-way. Three-ways are horrible. Yeah. Um, You know, lots of you sit outside while I do some stuff with the other person. If there's any promoters listening to this, and I've got one sitting next to me, unless you have a good storyline reason, don't do a three-way. Right, okay. I mean, nobody listens to you and nobody cares about your opinion. But they Um, should. But... Okay, that, that, right, that's not getting into your ego. <laughs> but yeah, the three ways, um, uh, they're, they're, they're wonky, they're disjointed. Mm. Um, and basi- basically, the, the not my graps, the crux of this is that the finish of the match w- went awry. Yeah. You had um, Nina Samuels and Chardonnay, um, both the villains, and Lana Austin playing the plucky underdog um hero trying mm-hmm. to overcome them and you had a point where um Lana um sorry Nina Samuels had Chardonnay rolled up into a into a little small package pin um Joel Allen the ref gets down to count the pin um one two and then he stops and he's like shoulders up um shoulders weren't up the shoulders were not up and then very very quickly afterwards, uh, Lana Austin uh, got a pin on on Nina Samuels. Yeah. So what it looks like from my point of view is somebody was supposed to break up the pin. Who would that, who would that somebody be, Chris? Lana <laughs> Austin um, was supposed to break up the pin. Didn't happen. They and and the referee had to try and juggle yeah. something to make it work now we, it di- and it didn't we disagreed on this on the way home well, as well i mean i i i am a strong proponent that joel should have counted the three um, whether lana austin was supposed to win or not if if that meant nina samuels would win nina samuels should yeah win. yeah okay and i don't disagree with that at all no. i don't disagree with that but also the referee and all like I'm going to, you know, I'm going to break some barriers here. I'm going to give you a peek behind the curtain. You busting kayfabe. But the referee and all the wrestlers know who the winner of the match is supposed to be Mm. because the promoter has told them that. And Joel's done, trying to do a bit of his job to get to that. Yeah. He's trying to help them get to where the win, like the winner of the match is supposed to be. And he's tried to cover it up. And I think it's, if, if the referee can do it and the referee looks like an idiot doing it, it's better than the wrestlers looking like complete idiots. It'd be better. Mm. It's better that the referee looks like an idiot than Nina Samuels 
has to look like an idiot going, oh, I didn't realise, am I supposed to... Like, if, if he had counted three, and then Nina's like, shit, I was... I mean, and I don't... I, I, don't I would put one... trust in Nina. Yeah, yeah, I don't doubt for one second that she would, you know, she would jump up and, and celebrate. But if there's a moment's hesitation where she's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen, then mm. she looks like an idiot. I think at I... all times you should you should protect your referee. Your, I, your, your referee you... should should be protected. I think I think you're I think you're overly officious about things like this because I don't think it matters. Mm. I don't think I don't think that the audience respects any referee anyway. So long as the referee is there to serve the match, the referee doesn't have to be like an authority figure like uh, I think he should be. Anyway, the referee serves the match. It's not the referee the referee isn't a character in his own right. The referee is there to serve the match and he should be invisible and you know that. Mm. And if he has to look bad, then it's better that the referee looks bad than the wrestlers look bad. But then he's not invisible if he looks bad. But some, if somebody's going to look bad, <laughs> it's better that the referee looks bad. No, no, no. Let's talk about oh my someone God. looking bad. You are, ter- you are While terrible. this match was going on, let's, let's just talk about There was a guy next to me in the crowd. And oh, he dear. appeared to be taking photos of particularly Chardonnay's, but well, she was on the, that side of the yeah, ring. Um, the other women as well, their their asses. Um, and I, I wasn't really sure what he was doing. I I think that's what he was doing. Um, but I I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because I hadn't really noticed him earlier in the night. But he may have been taking photos all night. Um, so I kind of waited and and see if he was taking photos during the main event and he wasn't he wasn't interested in Zack Sabre Jr's arse um or Trent Seven's arse um and I kind of wish I'd said something but what do you say stop taking photos of arses yeah and it's I just I mean yeah it's a tough one like because what are you going to say you're going to say here mate don't do that it's weird yeah um, (laughs) that's all you can say isn't it yeah and I just wish people wouldn't do it. I mean, it shouldn't be the promotion shouldn't have to come out and well, say before the show. Please don't take photos, well, creepy I'll, photos of, of women's asses. Yeah, it, it was creepy, but ultimately he wasn't impacting on anything. No, in the show. no, and it that's another thing as well. It like was, he wasn't like. I remember there's there was always I can't remember where I'd heard it, but there was a story about a guy who who was going to progress shows. Mm. And kept trying to take photos of the guys when they were down outside yeah. the ring. But he was very visibly doing it, wasn't yeah. he? And that was interfering. It was yeah. getting in everybody's way. And this creep, who he was just at the side of the ring, keeping like was behind a barrier, yeah. keeping to himself, ultimately. I mean, don't do it. Please don't do it. Yeah. But it's difficult to sort of step in yeah. when it's not actually sort of impacting. I mean, he was with a group of mates. Yeah. So if you're in a group of mates and you see one of your mates being a really creepy... Can reconsider that. your group of mates. Yeah, and just smack him around the head or something. Yeah. yeah. Don't be creeper creepers, creeper yeah. guys. Yeah. Ugh. Go on then, one last Not My Graps. Okay. Um, let's loosely term it production issues yeah but let's actually term it not having a ring bell well yeah i mean that's one thing in it that's one part of it yeah there there were a couple of things tonight that just made the show seem 
like disorganized and don't get yeah. me wrong I, I ran a show last you know a couple of weeks ago where we ended up running really late and had a really long interval because yeah. things went wrong yeah but the tonight's show it's it felt like they turned up and the show was getting started and as they were about to start the first match they realized they didn't have a ring bell yeah and that that's fine it's it's a, something you could you can overlook um but the first thing i turned and said to you was download an mp3 because it's a standing joke in in britrest that a lot of the pro- progress fight Club pro they use the same well yeah i mean MP3. and that's all well and good but if they've gotten to the point where the match is about to start well yeah like and they haven't got the mp3 ready then what are you gonna do no, what they do did for the, the next match what they did was say ding ding over the microphone well it was even joel joel allen in the ring had to kind of say it joel uh, you could see joel was visibly sort of frustrated by it because yeah. they he, he was like i don't know you make like you make a decision what you're going to do with yeah. it um but it wasn't the only thing and the thing is they they didn't deal with it with any flair no do you know what i mean like like by the time keith lee came out um he was like because he'd been to he'd been to the fight club pro attack show the other yeah. day he was like well we'll get the crowd to do it i'm not having that i'm not having you just say ding ding because that's all he did over yeah. the microphone um, he went one, two, three, and got the crowd to all yeah. shout "ding ding." Um, and Trent Seven and Zack Saber Junior stole that later on in the yeah. show. Um, but like I say, there was no flair to it. It was no. just like, "Oh, ding ding." If they'd have played it off as a joke, then fine. Yeah. I mean, maybe not fine, but at least it just made everything a bit untidy. Yeah. And then later on for the women's match. Um, Lana Austin and Chardonnay had come out to the ring and then we I mean we're where we were stood was right by the kind of corner where they were entering yeah. and like the production guys were kind of coming through and somebody ran up to the ring and was like we haven't got Nina Samuels music and the announcer was like yes we have is it like, no we haven't got it we can't find it yeah and there was a a, a long delay um, until eventually Nina Samuels' music. Yeah, they they play. found it eventually, but uh, the thing is, Nina Sam- that, it was Nina Samuels' debut, I think. There, I don't know. Um, sure. I don't think she'd appeared too many times for Kamikaze. No one, particularly in that room, would have, if any music would have played, and Nina Samuels came out. I don't think there would have been too many people, apart from maybe me and you, yeah, who would have gone. That's not Nina Samuels' music. No. So just play anything. Do you know what I mean? Just play something, get her yeah. out to the ring, because it looks stupid at this yeah. point. We've we've been at shows before where people have come out and that's gone. That's not my music. Yeah, <laughs> but they've they've still come out. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's it's like. And then there was another bit where, um, just before they did the 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 big angle in the opener, um, the wrestlers were in the ring oh, and, and, and the, the lights, lights went out, out and yeah. uh, they they kept kind of motioning and it's just little things that. They, one you can deal with and they just add up so just a little bit of tightening up and that yeah. would have been an absolutely fine show that we'd have well, had and, very and little to moan you about you know the the show started 15 minutes late i'm yeah. gonna forgive that it's brit wrestling it? yeah um you know everybody was in yeah like it wasn't like we were left outside ages no. and ages 
it just it just started 15 minutes late yeah i, I can forgive that but it's just like when you're st- stood right at ringside and you're seeing people flap around it kind of it's a bit embarrassing yeah um ho. but other than that I thought it was a really good show. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, like I, th- I say, a, re- a few really good matches. Yeah, I really like the opener. Yeah. Um, I, I like the angle. Um, if I was more of a kamikaze fan, I might have really kind of really bought into that. Yeah, I um, mean, I wasn't so into the opener, but um, fine. The Keith Lee, um, Kay Jutler. The, ju- the Jutman. The Jutman Juttles. match. Really good. El Fantasmo. The Jutler. Um, we haven't even mentioned it. We got bonus Mark Davis. Yeah, tonight. Mark Davis against Sean Custom. That was a fun match. Yeah, because um, it was supposed to be Ashton Smith. He had uh, transport problems, um, so they they called out a, a mystery um, replacement, and it was Mark Davis. I went for the high five again, Chris, didn't I? Yeah, you're an idiot. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but yeah, fun show. I yeah. would, I, you know, it's not a long drive for us, is it, to Coventry? So no. it's an easy enough show. To I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're going again. Um, the next one's April 27th. Yeah, see what they announce. Um, so it's around my birthday. Birthday's April 21st, everyone. Don't get him anything. Drop that in. But yeah. yeah. So what's the time? Time is 39 minutes past midnight. Um, that we we had a couple of technical issues. Yeah, so the runtime won't match that. You, hopefully you haven't f- figured out where those were. Um but thanks for listening. Uh, social media, at Love the Graps on Twitter, Love the Graps Facebook group. It's a fun place to be. Yeah. Um, and we are, we've got shows next weekend. Be so back cool. next week um, from Preston. Yeah. Well, it right. won't be from Preston. It'll probably be from uh, your living room yeah, or yeah. maybe in the car on the way home. Maybe. Um, but until then, go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the hills that we climbed, where the seasons out of time All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Up the world that we keep, where the starfish on the beach